everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Robert Damstra from our Lipedema Worldwide Summit that was held in 2016. Dr. Damstra is a dermatologist with expertise in lymphovascular medicine in the Netherlands. In this excerpt, Dr. Damstra discusses the muscle weakness and impaired psychological functioning found in many women with lipedema and how they treat both of these symptoms in the Netherlands. Interesting is we we worked on we did a study looking and comparing patients with lipedema on the one hand and patients with obesity on the other hand and a very interesting observation was that lipedema patients most of them have enormous lack of condition and a lack of muscle strength compared to patients with obesity. And a normal reaction of a body is when you have overweight or getting more weight, you have in the beginning a hypertrophy of your muscle. Your muscles become stronger to bear the weight. But why in lipedema patients, they have weakened muscles? Because that is not a natural reaction. We don't have the answer at this moment, but what we do in our training programs for those patients is to focus more and more on the way of improving their condition and their muscle strength. Very recently, Joanna Dudek from Poland, she published about quality of life in women with lipedema. And she looked at a completely other way to patients with this condition. And she found out that, as she called it, the psychological flexibility was lowered. And then she said, well, perhaps an acceptance and uh, commitment therapy with improvement of psychological flexibility can be a target to improve the personal condition of a patient, which, of course, is perhaps controversially talking about psychological conditions and diseases such as lipedema. But we all see that patients with lipedema often have a long way done in problems, not being recognized and make them sad. And what she actually found out was that patients to have an other way of coping with their complaints will perhaps help them to get further. And what we did, and we didn't know for that time because this study is from 2015, and we work many, many years with the physiotherapy model of graded activity, which actually fits very, very well in what she says because great activity is a kind of a behaviorism treatment to improve functionality, and it's been used in many, many other patients with functional impairments, not due to lipedema, but due to other conditions, and it works. And by using our great activity model, which is generally accepted, at least in the Netherlands, uh, we see also improvements in lipedema patients. And uh, great activity means that not the pain actually is the the point and the parameter you focus on, but you look at what the capacity of a patient is, you measure it, uh, very rational, and then you make a training program, just improving a little bit every time, doing more and more. And you make an appointment with the patient and you say, when you have a good day, you're not allowed to do more because lipedema patients do have good days and worse days or less good days. And then what you see is that when they have a bad day, they can't do very much. But the next day, they have the idea, oh, yesterday was so bad for me, I didn't meet my goals. 
So I do twice as much the second day to overcome it. And then the third day, they, of course, they were punished for it because they did too much and they get pain and they get other things and they go, well, we call a yo-yo effect. So you often see then a yo-yo effect in their activities, good days and bad days. And actually, great activity says, when you have a good day, you're not allowed to do more than your program says. But when you have a bad day, you should do at least just that what you need to do for that day. And that's in simple words, actually, the goal of great activity. And then we see after three months, four months, a real improvement in condition, a real improvement in muscular capacity. And what we see is that complaints are reducing. Patients feel better. Patients see themselves. They can improve their participation in society. They can start working. Thank you, Dr. Damstra. And it was interesting to hear how you applied the information from the study by Joanna Dudek from Poland to help you understand what was happening psychologically with many women with lipedema and how that was enhanced as you improved the physical functioning it also helped with the psychological functioning. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.